view. We put great value on the gifts of God in you. First of all, in your eternal spirit, your eternal well-being. We put great value on you because Jesus does. Amen? You know, if we're all quite honest, if it wasn't for the new birth, we do have a conscience and we, in many people, it's kind of innate because of our conscience to do nice things for people and all that. But quite honestly, without Christ, I could give a rip less of where you end up. <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. I mean, I would care. I, if I knew there was a heaven and a hell, I wouldn't want you to go to hell. I'd want you to go to heaven. But otherwise, why get involved with your life? Why even get involved with each other? Who gives a rip? <laughs> Aren't you glad that Jesus gave a rip? Hallelujah. <clears throat> there, uh, I was just inspired. I, I've, I've been studying pouring over messages, and Friday night we got a chance to share a little bit of what I've been preparing and, and different things at different times. And I made a reference to it last week. I said, I think God gives me messages to prepare for me. Because it seems to always be altered by the time you get to the platform. And you allow the Holy Spirit to really take heart, take hold. And we're at a pivotal time in church history. And I... I I, I was, I, I'm elated with the resurrection this year. I, I'm, I feel like a heightened joy in celebrating the resurrection this year. I really do. Um, and that the Jesus said this. There, there, there's several things as I've been pouring over the message. And even this morning with hearing the utterance and the different things. And that the things that have been blinding us from, uh, from seeing the way God sees and Sometimes that, that blindness, that, that veil, and if we stay in sync with what God is saying today, there, there's been a blindness that the devil has tried to put over our minds of the value of our testimony. Say the value of my testimony. Now everybody in here has a test. We all have tests. When we come through, we have a testimony. <laughs> Everyone in here has a testimony of how you came to faith. We all have a story. Amen? God wants to resurrect it. God wants, wants to resurrect your testimony today. There's other things he's going to resurrect in you. Lisa, uh, just feeling that inspiration to share some of the things she talked about. We were pre-service prayer and, and even opening up the service today. 
How many in here? And I'll ask for a show of hands, but I want you to, I don't care how, uh, it doesn't matter how long, but don't drag it out. That from the time you got born again, there is an, you are inspired, whether it be through prophecy, a personal prophetic word, a dream, or a vision, inward or outward vision, inward or open vision. That you were inspired with something that you have not seen come to pass yet. Lift your hands up if, that's, if anybody in here has had that experience. That God has shown you something and inspired you to do something. And you've either yet not done it or you've not yet seen it come to pass. Is that all? Every one of you have gotten, or maybe some of you never got a vision. Or you, you, and I don't mean that in a negative way. <clears throat> Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's sacred writ. Inspired from God Almighty by His Spirit. Speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. Calling the things that are not as though they are. Because they have been and will be. I know the thoughts that I have for you. Says the Lord. I want to ask you a question before I go any further. Some of you can quote it. But it's not yesterday's manna. This is today's manna. <laughs> Bill. Bill Ridgway, we were talking about it this morning a little bit. One of the definitions of manna is what is this? <laughs> The children of Israel are hungry. They need to eat. So God says, okay, I'm going to bless you with, with sustenance. Say sustenance. Now, that not, may not be chocolate cake. It may not be a pound of real butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, but it's a sustenance. Manna was something to sustain them and to give them nourishment and to help them. And after God, but this was part of the criteria. They said, the Lord said, say the Lord said. Gather manna each morning, enough, enough for the day. In other words, don't gather as much as you can. God said, gather enough manna. For you and your family, for your house, for the day. Now, what is manna? It's bread, right? Breadish substance. To sustain. Say sustain. To give nourishment. Say to give nourishment. And the Lord said, 
eat only, take enough for the day, because after your evening meal, anything that would drift, any manna left over will spoil, literally become poisonous. Maggots would consume it. Yeah, that's right. Amen? Then on the sixth day, you're to gather two portions. Because on the Sabbath, you don't gather. You don't work. There's no servile work on the Sabbath. Amen? So then, the miracle on the sixth day was that the second portion would not be corrupted. Think about that. No maggots. It was preserved because God said it. Say, God said it. <clears throat> In the, the course of what the Holy Spirit was breathing today and saying, different other scriptures that I had planned began to be so stirred up on the inside of me. Second Corinthians 5.17. Now, I want you to, listen, take, take this with you today. God's resurrecting my testimony. Say it out loud. God is resurrecting my testimony. Say it again over yourself. God is resurrecting my testimony. Oh. Now, tell two people what God's going to do for you and what he's doing right now. Tell two people. God is resurrecting my testimony. Valerie, God's resurrecting my testimony. Joe, God's resurrecting my testimony. <laughs> Who is the greatest foe that we face on this planet? Oh, ourselves could be the greatest enemy at times. But the devil. Amen. And yet this, the propundity of Revelation 12 and the verse that was communicated through Pastor Carroll to us. By this, you overcome. By the blood of of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And then by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. See, guys, when you come to the assembly, you need to get out, you need to carry within you a highlighter. You need your spirit man to highlight stuff that the Holy Spirit is saying. And they overcame him, the devil. Let's read this in unison. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Now, if this is true. Well, let's put it this way. 
there's a couple ways you can ask questions here. If this is true, why did we not put a greater value on it? Why do we not put a greater value on this? Well, what do you want? What are you saying, Pastor? The blood of the Lamb. When's the last time you did a study on the blood of the Lamb? Personally, you, as a student, a disciple of the Lamb, a disciple of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, I'm not sure I have the right study aids. I'm not sure how to study. Well, it's never too late to learn how to study and dig and delve into the Word. Because apparently, in the book of Revelation, this verse that was inserted in there for the edification of the body of Christ as a key to, the, to having success in life, the devil is our foe. God is our for. <laughs> God is for us. Amen? The devil is against us. So the devil is a wise, we don't give him enough credit as far as his skill of strategizing and setting up traps in our life, pitfalls. One of the most horrendous wars that had been fought was in the, the war of Vietnam. When American young men, at that time it was men, 18 and 19, 20 years old, going into a field of battle on the enemy's territory. And one of the things they feared most was not necessarily being shot, but the traps that the Viet Cong would set up, the different kinds of traps and weapons and different things that they had, punji sticks that were poisonous and all this different stuff and they had all kinds of of weaponry like uh, booby traps they feared them more than getting shot when you go on the enemy's turf to fight a war you're putting yourself in grave danger amen you better know how to fight the battles and you better know how to look for the traps God's resurrecting his th the, the thoughts that he has for us that he's already put inside of you. I want to say this to you. If God's in you, he has a plan and a purpose for every one of your lives. And I, I bet you I could honestly say that everybody in here, you've only begun to fulfill his plan and purpose in your life. And I'll, I'll say this, as Bobby Jean would say prophetically, and she coined it, you ain't seen nothing yet of how God wants to use you. And, and uh, oh, my Lord Jesus, he wants to use you more. <laughs> say, God wants to use me in an awesome way. Say it again. God wants to use me in an awesome way. Say, God is resurrecting vision in me, dreams in me. Prophetic words that have been spoken. And I'm going to take hold of them. And I'm going to pray over them. And I'm going to watch God do it again. 
He's resurrecting it. I'm telling you what, he's resurrecting it today. So Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, any person found in Christ is a new creation, a new species, one that never existed before. That word there in this verse, a new creation, the word creation is the Greek word kainos, K-A-I-N-O-S. And it literally means a species that never existed before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the Bible actually infers in different preaching parts of the New Testament. He said, you are pilgrims on this earth. Another translation says, you are aliens. <laughs> this ain't your home. This isn't our home, guys. Yo, this ain't our home, y'all. Heaven's our home. Hallelujah. What a miracle of the new birth. We lost our citizenship from, from down here. and We, got, well, I, we didn't actually lose it. We gained a greater citizenship. We have dual citizenship right now. <laughs> if you're an American citizen, yeah, but guess what? Better than that, you're a citizen of heaven. And God wants to resurrect Jesus' life in you today. I want to say it this way. God's done with you living your life for you. He loves us. Amen. But he's done with you living your life and doing it your way. He's saying, reject Frank Sinatra and accept Jesus Christ. Reject Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. No, do it God's way. Do it God's way. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't say, all right, I'm going to save you and let you do your thing the rest of your life and get, take you to heaven because you're a, such a good person. No, he says, you don't have the ability to gain heaven. You were created to be there. But guess what? You lost it when the first Adam fell. But I love you so much that I'm going to send a second and last Adam. And whoever puts their trust in him, listen to carefully. We've been talking about this Friday night was kind of like a setup for it. Do we realize the great exchange? That the lamb, the innocent lamb of God, bore our sickness, carried our pain, took our sin upon himself, took our the wrath of God upon himself in our place, in our stead. I'll tell you what, that right there should be, man, I can't wait to get together and worship. I, 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 Lord God Almighty, I worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my place. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my punishment. Thank you, Jesus, for becoming sin, becoming my sin from the day I was born till the day I, I go home. You bore all my punishment, all my sin. The sh you bore all my shame so that I could gain your righteousness, your life. Hallelujah. And do the works of the Father, Jesus, as you did on the planet. When you read the book of Genesis and you see the fall of the first Adam, 
Children aren't even mentioned yet. It's he and his wife. Eve means mother of humanity. Adam, mankind. God had a plan to have a family. Hallelujah. And the devil so hated this couple that was in the garden, naked but yet clothed with the glory of God. Innocent. My God. Say innocent. No sin. The first Adam and his bride, they were sinless. Hallelujah. Dressed in the glory of God. No thoughts, no wrong thoughts, no opinions, no sin. Hallelujah. Authorized and anointed and appointed to govern the Garden of Eden. To rule the earth for him. <laughs> and the devil, he couldn't handle this. I've got to steal. I've got to do everything I can to steal, kill, and destroy the plan of God for this people group that are going to rule the earth instead of me ruling it. Did they have to sin? No. But they did. There's something about that second and last Adam. And I believe God wants to resurrect. And he's going to resurrect this in your hearts. He's going to resurrect it in your soul. And he's going to, with that resurrection of who he want, really wants us to be on this earth. And how he wants us to live. There's a resurrection of knowledge in how he wants you and I to conduct ourselves as Christians. God didn't come to start a religion. He came to make a way for a people group, a family to connect, be reconnected with him. And it wasn't through the works of man and our own righteousness, because our own righteousness, Isaiah said, is as filthy rags. But he said, my love, beloved humanity, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to make it a way for you to become my sons and daughters again. I'm going to send my son... And he is going to be the second Adam, a progenitor of a new species. My God. Hallelujah. <laughs> that whosoever puts their faith and trust in Jesus of Nazareth will become born again. A brand new creation. 
a species that never existed before. Well, I'm a little confused about this because I, I, IR was existing before I asked them to come in. We are eternal spirits. But without Christ, hell is the, is the destination. We're going to live forever. Eternity's forever. Amen? But eternal life is given to those who accept Christ. And I want to tell you something. Think about it for a minute, guys. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I, I deserved hell, but God made a way for me to gain heaven. Hallelujah. I love it. I love this saying. Mercy is you and I not getting what we deserve. But grace is provided for you and I to receive and gain what we didn't deserve. Oh, how he loves you and me. That's a great song. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. <laughs> Come on, Cliff Barrows. Where are you when I need you? Oh, how he loves you and me. New creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Carol was talking about this. One of the things that hinder you and I from sharing our testimony is, and she, she, she addressed it, sin. Sin means to miss the mark. But always remember this. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. When you and I blow it, Satan wants to accuse us. He wants to heap shame on us. He wants you and I to feel disqualified from doing what? Sharing the power of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But if I share my testimony and I share with people of what a dirtball I was. Right? Whatever it may have been. Whatever kind of dirtball you were. Now listen, I got scripture for dirtballs. God took the earth and yatsarred Adam into existence. So in reality, Adam was a big dirtball. <laughs> but the woman, he took out of the man and he skillfully and carefully handcrafted her to be admired and desired. That's a Hebrew. Come on, girls. You just said, that's right, y'all. <laughs> By your husband. That's in context. 
Any man found in Christ is a new creation. The old passes away. Behold, all things have become new. Go to Joel chapter 2. This is a resurrection message. Joel chapter 2. <laughs> Father, thank you for your fresh manna. Thank you for fresh manna. I said, thank you for fresh manna. Listen, guys. Part of what the Holy Ghost said today was that you have authority to share your testimony and understand. You have authority to turn from your wicked ways and approach the Father. First of all, approach the cross. See, that cross is given to you and I. To pick, Jesus said, pick up your cross daily. Pick up the, your cross daily. That place of punishment that was due you, but he took it. But carry it so that you never forget. Carry your cross so you never forget what Jesus did in taking your stead. The more you and I get a, a revelation and an understanding of taking our cross up daily, that it's not because you're an ugly sin worm, it's because you have been made a saint of the Most High God. You've made, been made a citizen of heaven, not on any merit of your own. And if you blow it, as the, the Spirit of God was on, on Carol, and she was ministering to you and I today, that even if we've blown it, keep sharing your testimony because the power of the testimony is going to help bring freedom to us. Hallelujah. Because when you share your testimony, this, this is the way God has designed it. When you share your testimony, you relive it. You relive it. You feel the, you actually connect with that moment that you accepted Christ and made him Lord and Savior of your, of your life. And as you share that with somebody, that living presence, that actual, because in the realm of I am, it's eternity. The experience I had April 23rd, 1974, 730 in the morning in a Chevy 2, driving across the turnpike. Every time I share that testimony, it's like I was, I'm back there. It's like I'm, it's not deja vu. It's now because now faith is the realm of the I am is eternal. Hallelujah. So when you share your testimony, it brings you right back to that place where your heart was broken and you gave up your soul. And David said, the greatest sacrifices that we can give unto God is a broken heart and a contrite spirit. A broken heart and contrite spirit. Hallelujah. And what happens? Oh, the joy. Man, I remember when I asked Jesus to come in. It was joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Did I understand that? No. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Well, you're kinost. Joel chapter 2. Yeah, care. They, that's what it says.
listen, the devil's been saying to you, you'll never make it. You're just going to experience it again. You're going to fail again. Your kids aren't going to change. Your life isn't going to change. There's no guarantee walking with God. You're not going to be healed, Mark. I'll tell you what. You got a lot of chutzpah in you, Buster. There's a chutzpah that's going to rise up in you, my friend. And it's going to be an, a, an, a, an uncompromised faith and determination to see the power of God and walk in that miracle. He needs a new back. Bless God. Father, thank you for the backs that are in heaven. We believe for it. A new spine in the mighty name of Jesus. And whatever parts you need, glory to God. The devil's a stinking liar. God said, I will heal you. I, because I have healed you. And if there's something in us, now let, that's another thing we have to get we'll close with today when we get there. The importance of you eating manna every day. I started off there, but I got a little sidetracked. Manna, word, manna, bread, Jesus, the word is the bread of life. I came that you might have life. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't say, I came to me so your life would be a bummer. No, I came so you might have life and life abundant. How many of us are living in that qualitative experience? Now, that doesn't mean you have a 5,000 square foot home. Abundant life is freedom in him. Hallelujah. It's truly knowing I'm free from the bondage of the devil. Blessed of God to occupy and steward what he's entrusted to me. I don't have to be jealous of what anybody else has. I don't have to lust after or covet is the commandment word. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's goods. Oh, I wish I had a car like him. Oh, I wish I had a house like them. Shut up. Thank you for what you've blessed me with. And I trust you to guide me into greater prosperity. And only in that which I can manage. Because I don't want unrighteous mammon to help me lose my place in heaven. I don't want unrighteous mammon to damn my soul. Come on. Oh, glory to God. Money is not evil. Money is not evil. The love of it is. Well, glory, I'm glad I came. Go to Joel 2, 28. Where are we? Oh, glory to God. We're at 501 Commerce Drive, Barrington, New Jersey. Father, thank you for resurrecting this. This promise that we've all become partakers of and that the devil does not want to happen in our life and his devices, guys, listen, the devices of the Satan aren't that mysterious in the parable. It's right in front of us. Jesus in the parable, the sower guys, 
Mark chapter 4. The devices of the devil, the primary devices of Satan against you and me is in the parable of the sower. Four instances are given of what happens when seed is sown. Three of them have a derogatory stealing, stealing effect from the quality of the fruit of the word of God in our life. But oh, the fourth one, say the fourth. You got to fight for that fourth one. You got to overcome that first strategy of, this, of the devil. You've got to overcome the second strategy. First of all, be aware of it and learn how to walk through the spiritual minefields. Then you got to learn, we, we, you, you being we, we have to learn how to overcome. To not let the thief steal, kill, and destroy. Listen, if you want a crop of God's word, you're going to have to do the work. A lot of us, well, I don't believe the word, and the devil tells you God's word isn't true. It hasn't come to pass yet for you. Why would you believe God's word? It hasn't come to pass. Well, judge yourself, the Bible says. Don't judge others. Judge yourself lest you be judged. You and I need to judge ourselves by the living body and word of God. Lord, am I, am I living right in the kingdom? Am I walking in the steps of the master right? Come on. Am I eating manna? I asked somebody the other night. I asked somebody the other night, and I said, have you, where's your Bible? And the person said to me, I lost it. And I said, so are you not in the Bible anymore? And they said, no. And I'm like, Okay. I said, do you eat food? Come on, give me your attention. The next question was, to see spot run, do you eat food? Oh, yes, of course. I said, why? Well, so... I can be strong and grow. I said, so your body that's going to die, that you're so concerned about it being healthy or at least strong and growing, but your spirit that lives for eternity, you're not feeding? It was a child. It was a child. But I taught that a child like she's an adult. Because you know what? She is designed to grow into adulthood and to be a daughter of the Most High God. But right now, that, that's what's going on. And it's a work of the devil 
to starve her spiritually. There's got to be a righteous anger that rises up in you and I. I'll tell you what, you're, you need a righteous anger when you deny yourself the word. And I believe this with all my heart. You want to learn a new discipline? Don't eat physical food till you eat spiritual food. Just get, just get a resolve. I'm not commi- I, I would like to command you. But there's boundaries. But I, be, I, I, I talked about it for a long time. You know what? I think I'm going to, I'm not going to eat physical food till I eat spiritual food. And, and, and I began to tell others. I don't, I'm th- and I told my wife, and then I started telling some others, you know, I'm, I'm going to really try to develop this discipline. And I talked it. And I taught it some more. <laughs> Faith calls those things that are not as though they are. Come on. But you know what happened? The seed took root. I kept saying it. I said I kept saying it. Because I knew there would be benefits. I knew that if I can begin this discipline, it would become an insurance policy. Not just an insurance and assurance policy. My flesh man wakes up. I do feed a coffee. No. You're not eating, right? Until you've eaten spiritual food. I don't know if you ever saw. Ten Commandments. So let it be written. So let it be done. It's on last night. I'm not saying, yay me, been Pastor Ray great. As a Christian, as a believer, that's what I is. I'm a Christian. Hey, Jane, I'm a Christian. I'm, in, I'm, I'm just one cell on the body of Christ. But God's plan for my life is to be a healthy cell. So that this healthy cell can contribute to the other cells in the body. Amen? Amen? Let's go here real fast. God's resurrecting. Say God's resurrecting. Prophetic words. Say prophetic words that have been spoken to me. That will be spoken to me. He's going to raise up vision, dreams, and, and plans, and purposes from this day forward, April 21st, 2019. I call resurrection over my life. Come on, decree it. I decree resurrection for the plan of God in my life in Jesus' name. Starting with verse 28, this prophet Joel spoke this, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's harvest. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Prophesy! Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Why? Could be because of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm a Pentecostal. 
When's the last time you prophesied? When's the last time you prayed in tongues without being coerced? Hallelujah. You may have got a shundai. You may have when somebody got hands on you or whatever, or uh, something Heidi Baker always says is uh, shaka. Heidi, and that's her, that's her uh, abbreviated tongue, shaka. Shaka, she, shaka. I don't know what's in shaka, but man, when she says it, there's a power that comes out. Shaka. Woo. People are afraid to start speaking in tongues. Well, I might sound like somebody else. There's a language in heaven. It sounds similar. Just speak it. Bless God. Amen. Come on, lift your voices. Speak the language of heaven right now. You've been raised for such a time as this. I will pour out my spirit on your sons and daughters, and they shall prophesy. Hey, your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to see myself on a 150-foot yacht. That's not the vision. He wants to give you a vision of the plan and purpose that he has for you. That is so perfect, so unique. You need to seek God and write down his vision. For you personally, you are not called to be independent of the body of Christ. We are called to be interdependent, needing one another, enjoying what each joint member supplies, what each cell supplies, to be a healthy body. We believe for good news to be a healthy body of believers. And yes, there may be times we have to agree to disagree. But love will keep us together. Bless God. Hallelujah. Because you know what? We're all figuring it out. <laughs> Amen. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Come on. This is prophesied. What happened in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost? Peter stands up and says, what you are experiencing, what you are hearing, what you are seeing, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That's when it begun at the birth of the church. And the church is supposed to be carrying on with the vision. Well, I don't know about Pentecostals. You should. You can't read the book of Acts and not see a Pentecostal community. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost filled. Holy Ghost led. Holy Ghost, most importantly, taught. Thank you. Yes, clap, Dan. Give me a clap. 
Thank you. Amen. Give the word, Lord, a clap. Lord, we give you a clap. Come on. For the word and for your spirit. For resurrection today. In the holy name of Jesus. Verse 30. Please, Bill. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. This has happened. We've had blood moons before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Your testimony, our testimony, opens up the hearts of humanity to get saved. Because if God did it for you, he can do it for me. That's the power of your testimony, sharing it. You don't know what people have heard. You don't know if you're planting seed. You don't know if you're watering seed. You don't know if you're going to be the one who can harvest that seed. But we're called to be alert for all three processes. Everyone, every, th- every time you share your testimony, guys, my God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, we need to get back to the basics. We need to get back to the beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Get back to the basics. Yeah. The, go ahead. P- turn that on, please. Yes, he did, Carol. He did. What's the, I on. said the resurrected king gave us the authority. Yes, he did. To give our testimony. Hallelujah. From the day we got born again, we had nothing to give. But when we got born again and became kynosed. Yes. The new species. <laughs> we had every bit of authority to start Woo! sharing. There is no law in all of heaven and earth and beneath the earth that is against that. <laughs> Hallelujah. what laws they tried to make on the earth. There is nothing that can stop us from giving our testimony, even to the point of being martyred. Amen. I'll tell Glory you what, I, it didn't matter to me. I mean, I, I just approached my family. When I got saved, I was on fire, guys. I knew I got saved. I knew I was translated out of darkness into light. Come on. And I was raised up Catholic. Man, are those poor, my poor family, they got it. Sawed off shotgun. I mean, it was like, hey, get born again or you're going to hell. Get born again or you going to hell. I mean, yeah. And you, yeah, got her. She got the first loot. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Uh, there was some, the reality of heaven was exploding on the inside of me. And also the reality that hell previously was my portion. And I was delivered from it, bless God. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's no shame in your testimony. We were lost souls. We were in. Listen, the Bible doesn't say that you and I were only in darkness before we gave our heart to him. It's not just giving your heart. I want to just encourage you to say something. When you're witnessing and you start sharing with people, don't say just, just Romans 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. God bless you. Pray that prayer. No, it says, first of all, repent from your sins. Believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. There's a repenting from our lifestyle. Are you sick of your sin? Are you sick of being under the curse? 
That's a good question to start asking people. Do you feel like you're under the blessings of God? Come on, I'm communicating something now by the anointing. You can ask people this. Or you, do you believe you're living under the blessing of God? And don't you be condemned because you don't think you are. Because everybody in this room, you are appointed to be blessed. You are anointed to be blessed. You are blessed because we are blessed. Hallelujah. But now, how do we access the blessings? Through the knowledge of the word of God. The tutorage of the Holy Ghost. Well, praise God. <clears throat> it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. Deliverance from demons. From shackles, generational curses. Deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. It's yours. It's ours. Deliverance from all demonic influence. Hallelujah. Man, I'll tell you what, that should bring a joy to your heart. I ain't sure. I ain't sure if I've been under satanic bondage. I can guarantee you were. And I can guarantee this. If you're not in the word, you're a setup for a, a failure. Because you already took steps to fail. You and I cannot afford to not be in the word daily. And I'm not going to apologize this. Don't tell me you don't have time. You're just, you're just confused in your Christianity. Or you've been taught wrong. And I can tell you this. You've never been taught wrong in this house. We've encouraged you to get in the word daily. every, well, so every, Whenever. Often. Often. Get in the word every day. Eat the word of God every day. Pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Why? You, we want to see you successful. Successful is walking in the obedience to the word of God. Success is obeying the father no matter what. But I can't even know what the father wants if I don't have an intimate relationship with him. I can have a religious, and a religious experience, but I'll tell you this. Religion falls far short of walking yoked with Jesus and it, talking to him and him talking to me. Glory to God. Lord, what about this crowd? Who should I pray for? I'll tell you. Ooh, say armed and dangerous. We are armed and dangerous when you have the word and the spirit. Otherwise, you're, a, you're just a, a setup for a failure. Amen. Can I share something? Yeah, honey. Real, My God. In, I feel it. Today. Glory to God. I can feel it. You're looking like anointing. you're going to burst inside. You're going to burst inside. I want to change. The life of God. I want to change. I want to change more too, hon. More. There's never, it never stops with us. And I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking when you said that, I just thought of um, Farrakhan. I thought of um, Idi Amin. I'm thinking of all the different ones, all the me, the little nobody, the one that thought all these negative things about myself and how God set up because of loving him. And God took our lives and he set us up in different places to stop a 500 men march in, in, in Grace Ferry because he spoke to us and we obeyed God's word and we spoke it out. And the mayor changed up the whole plan and let the church walk through. And then Idi Amin, the dictator in, in, in Uganda, and how God set that whole thing up. This movie coming out on the resurrection with Mel Gibson, he was just toying it around. 
around when we met Jim Caviezel at the time. And I said, I got my assignment, God, to pray this through, that it won't be toyed around anymore, that, God, your purposes will come to him, and you'll show Mel Gibson and Mm. give him all the details and everything else. And it was just all these things. And it goes on and on and on. And this is for every one of us, how God can set our lives up. We don't know everybody we're talking to. We don't know everything. But all we have to do is walk in complete obedience to him. And we have something to give him because we keep ourselves full of the word of God. If we didn't have the word, we would have nothing to give people. And we wouldn't know how to pray through things. And it's the spirit that teaches us how to give the word. See, that's why we have to have the word in the spirit, guys. We're honored to serve him, hon. Honored all of us. As the Lord has said among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Please stand. He'll bring deliverance. Leave that up there, Bill. And in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance.